This is Kona Bible Church. Thanks for listening. We pray that you will experience God's blessing as you consider Pastor Brian's latest message from his series, Wrestling with God, from the book of Genesis. So uh, this begins uh, a little mini-series on the Sabbath. Um, so I chose the Sabbath because um, it's something that I don't do well. Um, I don't rest well, let alone, as I've been learning, intentionally Sabbath. Um, so I thought, well, <laughs> got four Sundays to preach. Might as well preach something that I need to learn. Uh, if no one else gets anything out of it, I at least will. Um, and so the last couple of weeks, Naomi and I have actually, we've actually been doing Sabbath together, and I've been reading this book, and I've, I've, I've been filled with wonder uh, these last couple of weeks, I think more so than I, I have in a long time. And I, I, am, I am a guy that struggles with uh, having quiet times, I'm a guy who struggles with sitting down and just spending time with the Father doesn't feel natural to me. Um, I know him and I love him and he blesses me all the time uh, through interactions with the saints, um, people in my life and the ways that he speaks to me and he guides us as a family and personally and our finances and this and that and the list goes on the way that he has loved me well. But I don't feel, I think deep down if I'm honest, that I can go and sit before him and walk away and go, man, I had a great time with the Father this morning. I, I haven't really experienced that. I've experienced so many other beautiful things with him, but I haven't really experienced that. And I feel like for me in my life personally that the Sabbath is gonna, is gonna be a key. That's, it's already starting to unlock that. I'm already, I found myself, as I was reading the book the other day, I just, I found myself in deep tears as I read uh, this chapter on play, ironically. And so uh, I'm excited to share that with you guys. And I, I hope it translates. I hope what God is showing me uh, can translate from the pulpit to the pews. Um, I know it always doesn't, you know, there's, there's, something about sitting down and being with the Father and having reveal stuff to you. Um, but I pray that it translates because um, thus far it has been a good thing uh, for our marriage and for me and I think for our family. So over the, the next couple of weeks, we're going to be, this morning we're going to look at, like, why are, why are we not resting? This morning, I I oscillated back and forth. I wanted to like dive deep first, right? Just into the beauty of the Sabbath and everything that God has for us. And I thought, well, maybe we should just, well, I think, but know that that's coming. Um, know that when I speak of Sabbath and when I speak of rest and about what we're going to be talking about these next weeks, it's not just taking a day off. It's not just stopping from working, although that's a big part of it. I think there's so much more that God has for us in this idea of Sabbath. Um, and it's spilling over to my other six days. Um, 
it spilled over. We, we had dinner uh, last night with some beautiful and very good-looking friends of ours. And um, I found, I just as we were sitting down at the table and they asked me to pray, I found myself like thinking Sabbath thoughts of thinking this teaching and um, how can we make this time together, like just beyond just having dinner together, but this rich fellowship, this rich expectancy of what is God going to say to us this evening? What is he going to do amongst us? What is he going to do in our midst? And that idea of Sabbath is, that's going to be the heart of what we're going to be talking about over the next couple of Sundays. Um, yeah. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, is rest and Sabbath the same? Um, we are going to address, like, does the Sabbath apply to New Testament Christians? Um, Jesus did not repeat the Sabbath when he went over the, the commandments and dug deeper into the commandments. Um, there's a whole other beautiful thing that I can't wait to share with you, too, about Jesus and the Sabbath. And um, so we're going to talk about all that stuff. And so uh, let's start this morning um, with the problem. And we're going to start in Exodus. Uh, I figured can't really start a Sabbath series teaching uh, without uh, reading <laughs> from Exodus. And the Lord said, remember the Sabbath day to set it apart as holy. For six days you may labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And on it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your cattle or your resident foreigner who is in your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. And he rested or delighted on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. All right, so maybe you guys aren't in the same boat as I'm at that I work and work and work and find it difficult to stop for any kind of meaningful period of time. Um, but if there is someone here who is struggling with that, that's this, this morning is we're going to kind of address that. Um, what is stopping us from resting? What is stopping us? from looking at the Sabbath. And I don't really like these sermons, to be honest with you. I don't like the sermons that looks at what we're doing wrong. I, I have a hard time with them. I, it's like, oh, they don't really bring life. But I, I feel like in some ways, we need to kind of, we, we have this car, and we want to we drive it across the country. And we know it's going to be a great time driving that car across the country. But... We've got to go to the mechanic first, and he's going to ask a lot of uncomfortable questions that we, like, when's the last time you changed the oil? Oh, it's been a long time. You know, is there any tread left in your tires? Oh, you know, have you been hearing anything weird with the car? Oh, there's this knocking sound. Like, sometimes we do have to address those things um, before we can move forward into the goodness that God has. And uh, so this morning, I, and I encourage you as we go through these things this morning, as you listen to them, um, we're going to have a chance to pray. And we're, we're, we're essentially going to do the checklist this morning, and we're going to ask the mechanic, who is Jesus, um, 
to take care of those things for us this morning. Uh, if we hit something bigger that just really like sits with you and you go, ugh, like, I wish he never talked about that. Like, I don't like hearing about it. Like, if it's, if it's really like hitting you strong, um, Naomi and I are happy to pray with you after church. Um, if it's something that maybe needs to be, you know, confessed out loud and you need some extra prayer for it, we would be happy to do that. All right. Um, nice. Don't even need my notes. Um, okay, so uh, this is this is a big one. This is a this is a whole sermon in of itself. But I I feel like it it's an important part of maybe why we aren't resting and why we aren't taking time to do the Sabbath or even at the least to take a day off. And that that, that deep down there is this inherent belief that God doesn't bring life. That through abuse and hurt from others, by circumstances in our lives, that has brought death. Um, to quote a great pastor, um, that you have been touched by corruption. And that's the truth of it. We've been touched by corruption, and it, it pushes us from, from God. It, it taints our view of who he is as a good father. And with it, if that's who God is, then his word as well is tainted. If I've been hurt by this person, if I've suffered, if I've been, then maybe his word isn't as good as people are saying that it is. And this is a little bit me. Maybe extra time spent with the Father isn't so appealing to you. That the, the idea of whatever it is, I, I have some sort of weird fear, and I have not yet figured it out, what it is about wanting to come and sit before the Father. I have this weird fear. I don't know what I think is going to happen if I come before him and really come before him. Um, but anyways, maybe for you as well, maybe there's just, like, I don't want to spend any more time with the Father than I have to. Because you have these ideas from your Heavenly Father, from men in your life, from authority figures that have made it so you don't really want to spend time with them. But the truth, uh, the truth is that only the enemy is the one that comes to steal and to destroy. And our God comes to give us life, an abundant life. And that's the truth. And so we're just going to pray into that this morning. Um, that this whole issue... And then we're talking, you think you go counseling, for, you go to counseling for years, like this whole thing of how we perceive God the Father. But I, I just at least want to address these things and make us aware that maybe it is tainting our way that we see rest and we see the Sabbath. Let's pray. Father, we confess that uh, there's things in our lives that have, that have happened, Lord. It's things that we're not even aware of, perhaps that make us not fully trust you, that make us hesitant to give everything to you, Father. And so for those lies, Lord, that we've believed and that we've developed about who you are, Lord, we ask for your forgiveness. And we confess it this morning. And Father, we ask that you would reveal to us Lord Jesus, from our heads to our heart, 
of who you truly are, you would reveal to us just how good you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, another reason why you maybe aren't Sabbathing, maybe, by you, maybe why you aren't resting, is that you deep down believe that God can't provide. You just don't understand, Bob. You don't, you don't understand. If, if, if I stop working, well, who's going who's gonna to pay the bills and who's going to provide for our family? Uh, and if, 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 I don't, if I don't keep working, my boss isn't going to be happy. If I don't put in those extra hours, someone else is going to get the job. For me, if I don't take the photo shoot, I don't take every photo shoot that's presented to me from my wedding coordinators, they're going to find someone else who, when they call, are going to say, yes, I'm happy to be there, and I will be there. I've had these thoughts. Uh, years ago when Naomi said, hey, hon, I, th I think we should take a month and go to the mainland in the middle of the summer. I was like, maybe that's wedding season. That's when we make the majority of our money. Can't leave for a month during wedding season. And I said it like that, too. Like, like how do you not get that? How do you not know our business, right? And she's like, family's important. It's important to me. It should be important to you. But at the very least, it's important to your wife and it's important to your family. And so I, I sat with it for a, a little while and I said, all right, I hear you. And so we, you know, we took off June to, to be with family and, or took off July. That June was cranking. We'd never seen a June like it. July was kind of slow while we were away, and August was gangbusters. That June and August more than made up for that July, and it's been like that consistently for years that God has worked it so that we can honor him and be with family. And it was, it was such a lesson to me that the work of my hands isn't, isn't what is providing for our family, yeah, that it's his hand. And Brian, the other day, we were, we were talking about this, and he's like, oh, I love this. There's a, there's, a, there's a passage in Psalms, and it's Psalm 127, 2, and it says, um, yes, he can provide for those whom he loves even when they sleep. I was like, I love that. And I've been reading in Leviticus and about the Sabbath and this whole idea that every seven years they were to stop like plowing the ground and God even addresses it and he says um, wait, yes um, what will we eat in the seventh year if we do not sow and gather our produce and he said I will command my blessing for you in the sixth year so that it may yield the produce for three years and you may sow the eighth year and eat from the sixth year's produce until you bring in the ninth year's produce. At first, I was like, yeah, the seventh year, what are they going to do for one year? And it's like, oh, no, you're not just missing one year of food. It, you're you're going to have to depend on them for three years. And so I, I love that. I love that he can multiply the work of our hands if we choose to say, God, I'm going to honor my family, I'm going to honor you, and I'm going to stop, and I'm going to spend some time with you. Let's pray. Well, Father, if, uh, we, just, we confess that we are self-sufficient. 
that we really believe it's us that makes the difference. We provide the paycheck. We provide food on the table. We keep the mortgage paid. And Lord, we give you our self-sufficiency this morning. We ask you, Lord, that you would forgive us. Forgive us for believing that it's, it's us who provide for us. And we confess and we speak out this morning, Father, that you are the giver of life. Lord Jesus, you have made the ground and the land. You have made our talents and our giftings. And you have been faithful to provide for us, Jesus. So for, for us who are with struggle with the idea of stopping, help us, Lord Jesus. Help us to stop and to trust you. And then, Lord, just as you were faithful to the Israelites, pray that you would be faithful to us, Lord, to make up the difference. Mm, here's a good one. Uh, the Sabbath, or God, is boring and rule-filled. Man, this whole idea of the Sabbath, I thought, that sounds terrible. A day to sit and just, like, read the Bible. I'm like... Like, it just sounds terrible, right? It's just, and then there's the rules. And Jesus addressed these rules. He, God gave us Sabbath, and then man twisted it all around. And, and Jesus addresses the Pharisees several times to be like, you guys are missing the point. The, the Pharisees had made these crazy, crazy rules that brought death and that brought control. Even today, for Orthodox Jews, they, they don't, they, they're not allowed to turn, they're not allowed to switch a light switch. They're not allowed to press the elevator button because in pressing the elevator button, they are doing, they're allowing something else to do work for them. And so they, they will stand in front of the elevator until someone comes and opens it and presses the floor that they need, right? And then you're like, well, you're just letting them do the work that the elevator work is going to do for you. And, like, where does it end, right? But that's the, that's the, that's what I'm saying for these next couple of weeks that we talk about the Sabbath, that we are not going to be talking about rule-filled, death-bringing, legalistic, you have to spend this many hours, this is how you have to do it. We're going to be talking about engaging with a God who wants you to be filled with wonder and awe of who he is. And I think, I think Sabbath from the beginning wasn't merely just for rest, but it was for rest. And it was also a testament to the nations back for the Israelites. It was a, it was a testament to the, all the nations that surrounded them that said, hey, we as a nation believe so much and trust so much in God that we are going to stop on the seventh day and the seventh year. And even it was a testament to the nations. And I think it can be a testament to the people in our lives as well. And I think the principle is still the same, that he wants us to see a glimpse of eternity, of what it's going to be like to fellowship with the Father. Father, maybe Sabbath is boring, at least the way that we practiced it. <laughs> and, but Lord, you are not boring. And I, Father, I... We, we pray this morning, we just ask your forgiveness for ways that we believe that you are boring, that you are a burden to spend time with, that being with you 
Uh, I confess, Lord, that I thought doing anything else other than sitting with the Father is, is better. And I ask your forgiveness for that, Lord, and I confess it. And Lord, teach us in these coming days and weeks and months and years of what it means to really be before you. In Jesus' name. There's only five. Don't worry. There's only five. <laughs> um, this is a big one, guys. And I, you know, not really any fault of our own, per se. But our society almost demands that being busy, it, it demands that we be busy. And it demands that we accumulate stuff. It's ever before us. I mean, how many times have you guys been, like, walking and talking or in the car and saying, we really would be fun to get a new coffee maker. And then you open up your Facebook and like the ad for the coffee maker is like sitting right there. It's, it's pervasive. They are listening with our phones. It's not a joke. Like they really, you have to turn those things off, right? Like, hear me, I'm telling you. Like, you have to choose to turn those settings off that they wouldn't listen and then take what you've said or take your browsing history. And then it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how much they want you to continue to believe that you need this and that and the other thing. And what's at the heart of that? I think at the heart of it is this. We have been made with an unquenchable appetite. I think, unquenchable. Ooh, there's a new restaurant in town. We haven't ate there yet. We should eat there. We should go here. We should travel here. We should do this. Um, oh, I want dessert. Oh, I want a drink. I want, I, want, I want this new thing. I have this new thing. Oh, the new phone is going to be great. And uh, we should get a new TV. It's just, it's unquenchable, right? But God made us that way. But what did he make he made that appetite for him. Consumerism is just like, is, is an ugly imposter to what God wants us to turn our appetite towards. And I believe that, that the idea of Sabbath, this idea of once a week of stopping, is going to help us to put our appetite for the Father and for his goodness. And, I, you know, I think for working, too, there's almost this badge of honor, this, man, I worked 70 hours last week. Oh, yeah, I remember those days, yeah. Put in 75 last week. It was brutal, right? And they're saying that it was hard and they didn't like it, but there's this, this almost this, like, badge of honor, this, like, man, I really worked hard. I killed it. Um, I've done it. Five shoots in a row. Like in my head, I was like, it was awesome. Made so much money. Um, it's tough. It's tough. The environment that we're in, you know, I, we could talk about the clock. I mean, the introduction of the clock. Whew. And we watch it. You guys are watching it right now. Whether on your watches or in your heads, like you're watching and you're thinking like, is he... Is he going over their 20 minutes? Are we, are we getting in here out of time? Are they going to sing a last song? I got things to do today. I'm hungry. 
this is my day off. I have to mow the lawn. I got to go buy that new TV. It's on sale. I hope they have any left by the time Bob stops talking. <laughs> it's just, it's ever before us. And I think the only way to say, can't even think of another way, to say, you know what time we've had enough, enough with you deciding how long we spend in a conversation with a friend, how long we pray, like we've had enough of letting you dictate our lives. And I think the Sabbath is the wrench that gets dropped into the cogs and stops that grinding machine that is ever before us, telling us where we should be, when we should be. Father, help us to stick it to the man. <laughs> In the sense of we we're here for their production and we're a people to consume. It's not who you made us to be, Father. And I think it saddens your heart to see us become a generation that just endlessly consumes and are busy. So, Father, forgive us. For, forgive us for putting our love into false things and not into who you are. Help us and free us, Lord Jesus, from that vicious cycle. Save the best for last. Deep down, we think if we stop, it all falls apart. It scares me. I'm not going to lie to you. It scares me to think of sitting, not necessarily sitting, but it scares me a little to, to think of stopping for like a long period of time. We have this, if we can stay busy, we, we, there's lots of reasons why we stay busy. We stay busy because we have pain in our lives. If we can stay busy, we won't have to look at the pain. If we're running here and running there, running here, running there, we don't have to think about the painful things that are in our lives. And we're scared. We're scared that if we stop, if we really stop, and we take a look at our lives and we say, would it, what? What have we been filling our time with? What have we done? What have, what have we really accomplished? Are we closer as a family? Is our marriage closer? Have I talked to anyone about Jesus? Have I grown closer to Jesus? Have I grown? Or have I just spent and stayed busy? Now, I've heard you guys, I've heard testimonies from you guys. I know that's not, it's not all who we are. It's part of who we are. And I, I think for me, this is a big one. I just, I just don't want to stop. I'm afraid what's going to happen when all the plates, got them all spinning and it looks good and I'm busy and it, it's, ooh, it's fun. They're all spinning around. I don't want to stop because I'm afraid that God can't keep the plates going. And I'm afraid that my beautiful plates might break. But God has richer things than our stupid spinning plates. He has greater things for us than the mediocrity that we've chosen to live with. 
These Sabbath weeks are going to be so fun. I cannot wait. I think God is going to do amazing things in these coming weeks in our families and our lives as we intentionally stop and spend time with him and with our families with anticipation of him coming in and showing us great things. Here's my homework for you. Baby steps. Baby step, and we're going to baby step. My homework for you this week, you pick the time, because I'm not going to make rules about what it is. I haven't even done this one yet. That's mainly why I'm making a homework, because I need to do it. Um, stop electronics for just a period of time. You, you set the time. Don't use them. Like, turn your phone off. You, you do it for however long, but just do it for a period and see Ooh, ooh, ooh. To, to, to say just go and turn your phones off to stop electronics that's that's a Pharisee I, I don't want it, to it's that's not the purpose we have to add the second caveat the second caveat is more important than the first one and that's to ask God to come say father I'm going to turn it off I'm going to turn off my stuff but I'm asking you to show up to meet me in some special way. Father God, thank you so much for my <laughs> beautiful wife and uh, my family and for who you are. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would indeed meet us. We, we have, help us to even have expectancy, Lord Jesus, of you showing up and doing something really, really cool in our lives as we take a step uh, towards you. In Jesus' name, amen.